Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Mood podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and I have just been totally inspired by my friend Lucy Davis, something that she was talking about on a live that she's currently doing at the moment on Facebook. And this kind of message came to me where I was like, ignorance is not bliss. And that's really what I wanted to speak about today, because I feel like for this period of time, um, this year, since we all went into, you know, uh, in inverted commas, lockdown in March, I have spoken a little bit out of my truth and then I've suppressed myself again and then I spoke out a little bit more and then I've just tried to kind of you know keep things light and I've had this real roller coaster as I think a lot of us have had of emotions and I spoke about this in my very first podcast where when this first happened I was firm believer it's propaganda And then because somebody that I know, liked and trusted told me that they were going through it where they were living in Spain, it immediately changed my opinion and I become very frightened of what is happening. So there's a few things that I'm just going to kind of like freestyle today and I'm hoping that it's going to trigger some people and I'm hoping that it's going to get you to think a little bit more outside of the box that you're thinking in at the moment. Um, and open up your awareness to new perspectives. Now, I just want to start off by saying that this is entirely my opinion. It's through my own personal experiences. It's through the things that I've seen and the things that I believe. And, you know, confirmation bias always comes into play. We have to, we have to bear that in mind. Confirmation bias is where you have a belief. And because your brain has something called a reticular activating system, it will look for things to support that theory. Okay, so that is confirmation bias. It means that whatever you believe, you will consistently seek out subconsciously things that actually align with that belief system. And then it, and that's, that's what forms your opinions. That's what forms your beliefs. So always use your discernment. Please don't believe anything that I'm saying, don't take anything that I'm saying as fact, as truth, it's my truth. And, you know, go away and have a think about the things that I'm saying and have a little look into things yourself and then decide what you want to believe. And this is the really, really powerful, powerful thing here. Decide what you want to believe. Okay, don't decide what you're being told and, and don't decide to believe what you're being told Decide what you want to believe. And as I say that, I actually feel quite overwhelmed with emotion because something that drives me is freedom. And freedom for me really begins in your mind. Now, as somebody that has experienced really high levels of depression in the past, really high levels of anxiety in the past, and feelings of being uh, not in control... Um, it really does mean a lot to me that people are free thinking, um, and that they, yeah, that they, that they, uh, have their own belief systems because when you are being controlled, 
whether it is in a relationship, whether it is in a friendship, whether it is from your parents or whether it's by something as big as the government, you're not free. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to open up and I'm going to speak about something that I've never really spoken openly about. Only very few people I've actually spoken to about this before in the past. And I touched on this a little bit when I um, did my first podcast that when I do say to people about how ill I got, after I had my little girl and I tell them the extent of what actually happened to me in my mind, people laugh and they don't laugh because they're being cruel. It's a nervous reaction. People don't actually know how to deal with that level of vulnerability and that level of openness. So I'm going to share as much as I can from as much as I can remember, because I have actually blocked out quite a large portion of this. And I do have a podcast I'm going to be recording on Friday, where we are going to be speaking more about things like postnatal depression. Um, But this is my personal experience. And I have to say that I don't know if it was postnatal depression. I've never felt like that's exactly what it is um, or was. For me, I believe it was an awakening. And I know that that term is getting banded around quite a lot at the moment. And I, for one, I'm not somebody that actually likes the term wake up or great awakening. Um, I certainly don't support calling people sheep or anything like that because I don't support name calling and I don't support labels. But I did have an awakening and I think that's the best way to describe it. So um, let's kind of give you a bit of background. So when I was actually pregnant, I didn't change. Obviously, physically, I changed um, and, you know, I wasn't drinking or, or taking any drugs at that time either, because prior to getting pregnant, you know, I, I did take recreational drugs and I, and I did drink a lot. And I, I was somebody that really had no control, no self-control. Um, and yeah, there's a whole nother story behind that. And one day I'll share that as well, because I think it's important to be able to share those, those elements of me to, to help people relate. But mentally, I didn't change. Uh, I didn't cry my entire pregnancy. I didn't, wasn't hormonal. I didn't suffer morning sickness. I, I just felt normal. And to other people or to anyone else that's been pregnant before that suffered severe morning sickness or suffered any, you know, mental changes, hormonal disruptions, you probably think that me saying I was just normal as if that's a bad thing, you'd probably think that I was being really ungrateful and that's okay if that's how you feel. But it didn't feel right to me. It didn't, it didn't feel right that I just felt, I just felt normal. I guess in a lot of ways, maybe I was numb. Maybe it was the, I I wanted to have a baby. We were actively trying to have a baby, but I was, I never wanted to give birth. So maybe I just went into this state of being where I was just, 
getting through every day and kind of numb to any other emotion. So after you have a baby, they tell you that to expect the baby blues. So I can't remember the timings now, but it's kind of like the couple of weeks after you have the baby, your hormones are all over the place and you'll be crying for no reason. I didn't get any of that. Nothing. Nothing. I had no emotion. Um, Of course, I was able to laugh and to love and to feel, but I never cried. I never had this surge of emotions. I never released anything. And I refer to it now a little bit like I was a bit of a ticking time bomb. Um, It was kind of like waiting for that moment to arrive. But at the same time, the way that I want to explain this is that all of a sudden I felt... um, I felt different. I felt in a lot of ways, I was kind of more in control, which was really strange for me because I was always somebody that had really heightened emotions and I just didn't seem to have that. I was definitely escaping um, the responsibilities of having a child because every weekend I would go out drinking and um, Dave was like literally just stepped up and was the one that was was looking after Eva. But I wasn't a bad mum. Like I had this real, you know, I knew what I had to do. I definitely didn't bond with her until I she was about six months, and I can remember. I can I can remember the moment when it happened, and that's very real, and that does happen to mums. And I remember the moment that that happened. We were sat outside a, a cafe, and I remember that moment where I finally kind of like twigged and and had this felt the connection but I wasn't a bad mum you know I really did look after her well and you know we've always been very cuddly and you know that's just that's just that anyway when she was about three months old I was on Facebook and I saw a post from it was actually an ex-boyfriend but from a very very long time ago from when I was like 16 Now, he is mentally unstable or would have come across at the time as mentally unstable. Um, I would say that he was had been through his own awakening journey. The, The unfortunate thing for him is that he had a severe drug problem. And so people didn't take him seriously. And he did have demons that he was he was fighting. But he posted something on social media. And it was a link to a video on YouTube that was showing subliminal hidden messages in a music video. And I don't know what it was that made me click on this video, but I did. And what I saw triggered a curiosity in me. There was an underlying fear, but I also had enough brain power to be able to differentiate, okay, you know, this is somebody that the sort of things that he's posted on social media, they're very erratic and most people are ignoring him, but he seems to be really passionate about this thing. So I guess that was where the curiosity was triggered. What followed after that was this absolute thirst for knowledge surrounding what it was that I saw and I went down the rabbit hole if you like 
that's probably the, the best way to describe it. I went down the rabbit hole and I started researching, furiously researching. I went from being able to get up after I had my daughter, get up, get showered, put my makeup on, get dressed, to not being able to get showered in the mornings. People were saying to me before that moment in time, wow, it's amazing. Like, I can't believe you've just had a baby. Like, look at you. You look so glamorous. Like, you've always got your boots on. You, you know, you've always you've got your heels on. You've always, you know, got your makeup done. In fact, two weeks after I had my daughter, I auditioned for a part in a show and got the part. You know, this is probably like for anyone out there, especially anyone that's a new mum or anyone that's experienced having a child before, you'd be like, there is nothing I could definitely not think about putting myself in front of a panel two weeks after I'd given birth to audition for a part in a show where the part was, you know, incredibly raunchy as well. That probably in itself makes you think, okay, I can see the level of she hadn't quite hit that um, reality. I, I, I believe that I was in shock. I had quite a traumatic birth. But anyway, it was the best thing that could have happened to me, in all honesty. So I went from being able to get up, get dressed, to not being able to get dressed at all. Not being able to get showered. I lived in my dressing gown. Um, I had, fortunately, the part that I'd got didn't actually require me to be at many rehearsals. But the ones that I did go to, the ones that I did pull myself together and go to, you know, I remember saying to my friends when I was there, I think I have postnatal. I think there's something there's something up with me. And I was too scared to tell anybody the sort of things that I was looking into because I was too frightened to tell anybody in case they thought I was crazy. Who else can relate to that right now? I was too scared to speak about the things that I was furiously researching and had so much evidence supporting that what I was finding what I was unearthing was real. But I knew that if I said to somebody, I am, I've seen this, I've seen that. Uh, this is what I believe is going on in the world. And, you know, this is really frightening. That people would think I was crazy. And I was scared that people were either going to take my baby away from me or that I was going to be put on medication. Now, I just want to say right now that I have absolutely no problem with anybody that feels that they want to take medication. I am somebody that believes that you have to deal with the root cause. Now, I've had experience with antidepressants. I've been put on them many, many times. And I've seen my friends be put on them many, many times. And it does something inside of you that that, it, that it, it just it numbs something inside of you and you're not the person you're not a person you're not human anymore my problem with things like antidepressants is that doctors are so fast to give them out but not say to that person okay you need to have therapy you need to go and you need to we need to get to the root cause of this what's your diet like you know what's your sleeping pattern like how stressed are you Let's fix the cause of this problem. Let's not just try and cover it up and tell you that you've got some kind of a chemical imbalance. My personal belief system around that, being somebody that was told many times by my family, 
you have a chemical imbalance is I call bullshit on that. That's going to hurt people. That's going to trigger people. I'm okay with that. This is my opinion. Remember that. This is my opinion. This is my experience. I'm not shaming anyone. I'm not judging anyone. I'm telling you what's happened in my life. And I believe that we should always be dealing with the root cause of a problem. Anyway, the sort of things that I was researching and the sort of documentaries that I was watching are the sort of things that people would label a conspiracy. I really dislike that term. I really dislike the way that the word conspiracy has been made into something that it's not. The word conspiracy actually means to breathe together. To breathe together. Unity. How beautiful is that for everyone to breathe together? And yet that word conspiracy is used to discredit people. Now, at that moment in time, five years ago, when I was really deep diving into secret societies and um, terrorism and um, elitist agendas and you know, things that were going to happen globally, things that I'm seeing unfold now, that I've been watching unfold now. When I was looking into all of that, and even talking about this now, I could feel my anxiety rising. But you have to speak your truth. You have to speak your truth. And I feel like it's time to speak my truth now, because I've kept it suppressed for so long. And I can remember turning to the people that were closest to me at the time and saying, but what if this, I've been seeing some things and I'd give them a little bit and, you know, but this is happening and what if this is true? And I can remember my friends turning around to me and saying, I would rather not know. And I remember thinking, but this is your children's lives. How can you believe that being ignorant to something is going to make it go away? And you see, this is my, this is the reason why I want to share this now, because I have tried to ignore what I am seeing. I've tried to raise a bit of awareness and then I've kind of taken a step back and thought, am I, am I giving off a love vibration or am I giving off a fear vibration? And then I've been like, okay, I'm just going to get on with my life. Just going to, you know, just, just carry on because people want normality. People want normality. But what am I doing by doing that? I'm telling you that it's okay to ignore what's happening as if it's going to go away. Now, I want to go out there and say right now that I truly believe, and I truly believe this, that this will eventually go away. I believe that we will have a better world as a result of what will be happening over the next couple of months. However, it is not something that we can just sit back and wait to happen. It is not something that we can ignore but be ignoring in a state of fear. And trust me, this is bringing up so much fear for me right now, because although this podcast isn't something that is being listened to by millions of people or even hundreds of people or even tens of people, this is a truth that I have kept buried for five years for fear of what other people might think of me. And you know, 
the scariest thing about what happened to me five years ago is that I have researched so much, so much that I uncovered, I, I almost, I almost had different scenarios for the way that things would pan out. And I couldn't tell you now how I managed to uncover half the stuff that I did. I just furiously researched. It, it, it was it was wild. And it, and it got to the stage where I ended up kind of crossing the boundaries and the lines between what was an agenda and what was religion. And um, I ended up making myself very, very ill. And this is where people feel uncomfortable when I say this, because I genuinely believed... And this is how, how ill I'd made myself through not speaking my truth and through not talking out to people. Because I got the lines blurred, I genuinely believed that the world was going to have ended by that September of 2015. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I, I had my daughter in bed with us all the time. I couldn't tell my partner what I was thinking and feeling. I couldn't tell him. And so imagine that you are, a, you are a partner of somebody's and every day you're coming home from work and your partner is sat there in their dressing gown where they have been all day with their head buried in their phone every single day to the point where he could literally take videos and photos of me with my head buried in my phone. I wouldn't even be able to, I wouldn't have even acknowledged it. I wouldn't have known because I was so laser focused on uncovering these trees that I was finding you know his perspective you know he had he, he didn't know what was going on you know he thought I was talking to somebody else it was it was an absolute shitstorm that was unfolding in my personal life because I didn't have the courage to be able to speak out eventually I told my mum because I knew where I had and I was very fortunate I felt very fortunate that I had had an um a nervous breakdown in the past. I was very fortunate that I'd had severe depression in the past because I knew the signs. I knew the signs. And so I reached out to my mum and I told my mum. And, um, yeah, and then the rest is history. I, 1st of October, after the end of September, I woke up and I realised, okay, the world hasn't ended. And that's when I threw myself into personal development. In fact, it wasn't personal development. That's when I decided my daughter deserves better than this. And I can't control what's happening outside of me, but I can control how I feel. And that's when I started retraining as a makeup artist and my journey really began. So you see, as painful as this has been to share this story, and it has been painful, I feel so much pressure... (laughs) in my chest I feel my throat is dry you know I've got anxiety I can feel it I want to cry like this is how painful this is to bring this up and to share it with I don't even know who's going to listen to it right but the reason why I do this is because the longer that we suppress how we're feeling and we don't even turn around to one person and say do you know what I don't I don't know if I believe what's happening in the world right now. What if? What if my life up until this point has been a bit of a lie? What if I'm not in control? 
What if I am under the illusion of choice? What is going to happen in five years, ten years? How do I reclaim my power back? Because if you shared that with one person, what if that other one person is feeling the same and they say, do you know what? I've been thinking the same thing. I think that these rules are a little bit unusual and I'm starting to think that maybe there is an agenda. And then what if that one person says it to somebody else and they feel the same and you get this domino effect of people saying, yeah, do you know what? I, this is a little bit strange because I'm being told to do something that I don't actually agree with, whether it's wearing masks or not seeing your friends and family. And you know that you've not been sick. And you've seen the protests and there's been no rise in deaths. And you've seen the large gatherings during the bank holiday weekends and there was no rises in deaths. And at the time when the, the, the deaths and the cases were at an all-time low, you were told you need to wear a mask. These masks that have been proven for years to not be effective against viruses. The goalposts have moved so many times. One minute it was, if you, uh, it, it will live on surfaces for, for days, for weeks. And everyone's going around and they're anti-backing all their surfaces. And then they say, oh no, 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 you don't need to do that anymore. At one point I was washing my food. That is how crazy it got. That's brainwashing. That's not being in control of your mind. One minute being told we are not going to go into a lockdown and then the next day we're going to go into a lockdown. That's gaslighting. Gaslighting, telling somebody one thing and making them believe one thing and then changing the rules and saying, we never said that. Well, there's been new science that's come out since then in the last 24 hours. In fact, the day that masks were actually announced as being effective in protecting you, just three hours before, Fauci had been saying that there's absolutely no effectiveness with masks. And three hours later, he was coming out saying, you need to wear them. And again, I'm not saying, believe me, this is my truth. It might not be your truth. But you've got to speak it. And you might have a different truth to me. But as long as you're speaking it, that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance will ultimately be your demise. And I want you to think a little bit more outside of the box. And I want you to take away your emotional attachment to your business. I want you to take away your emotional attachment to having to pay bills, having to put food on the table. I want you to just take away all of that feeling right now. 
And what I want you to do is think, if I keep following these rules blindly that I don't agree with, what is life going to look like for my children? What choices will my children have in the future? Because I get it. I get that you are thinking to yourself, I can't afford a fine. I can't afford to lose my business. I can't afford to lose my house. I get it. I get why you feel that way. But what if it means that your children lose their freedom of choice? What if it means that they don't have the ability to go for their dreams in the future? What if it means that they never get that possibility to build their own business and to live? This all began as a way to protect our vulnerable and the healthcare system. The hospitals that have been empty for months. The vulnerable people that have died in care homes. Not by accident. Because we are human beings. And we are naturally loving. And we need human connection. I asked a question on my Facebook the other day where I said, where do you draw the line? When you know something isn't right, but you do it anyway, where do you draw the line? And a couple of people commented and they said, if I had to go to prison, you're in a prison right now. You're in a prison. You're a prisoner in your own home. You're a prisoner in your own mind because you're allowing somebody else to tell you what to think and what to believe. And because the truth is so painful to talk about, because the truth is often so painful to face up to, you're allowing it. It is easier to turn around and say, I don't want to believe that it's a conspiracy. I don't want to believe that the government don't have my best interests at heart. I don't want to believe that the people that are being censored, the doctors that are being censored, the immunologists, the virologists that are being censored, the people of authority that are being censored, I don't want to believe. I don't want to believe that they are telling the truth and someone's trying to hide it from me. And the reason why I've chosen today to speak out about this, the reason why I've decided to be brave and pull my big girl pants up and talk out and speak my truth is because now it's not just the professionals that are being censored. It's global meditations that are being censored. 
It's people that are spreading love and spiritual people that are being censored. People that aren't even speaking out about a virus. People that aren't even speaking out about hidden agendas. People that are just speaking out because they want you to be in a place of love. They want you to be in a good vibration. And let me tell you, you only have to pick up a book or watch a video of a guy called Dr. Joe Dispenza. You only have to grasp the concept of quantum physics to understand how powerful you are, how powerful your thoughts and your vibration is. And I know that because this isn't what you're taught in school, that it is so hard to comprehend. And I know that it sounds woo-woo. And I know that it sounds unbelievable. But it is proven. I think, therefore, I am. So I hope that this has triggered something in someone even if it is just one person that is now brave enough to even just turn around to me and say, do you know what, Natalie, I get it. I feel the same, right? Because as soon as we start speaking our truth, as soon as we get back to hugging our family, spending time with our friends, taking off the mask that is not protecting anyone That's when normality resumes. I know that you want normality. I know that you want things to go back to where they are. But where do you draw the line? It is not just a mask. It is not just another couple of weeks. It is not just another lockdown. But don't take my word for it. Don't believe me. Start digging. Start furiously researching. The documentary that started it all for me was a documentary called Zeitgeist. There is a conversation on there with a well-known elitist that sent shivers down my spine at the time. And now I'm seeing it come to, or trying to come to fruition. But it won't. It won't. Because what we're going to do is rise up. And we're going to increase that love vibration And we are going to co-create the most amazing world. But it all starts with you speaking your truth. And from a place of love. And I hope that this has gone some way to making you feel a little bit better. I hope that it's gone some way to making you not feel isolated. That it's gone some way to helping you understand that you're not crazy. Um, I actually feel like a weight's been lifted for being able to share this. And um, I just want you to know that in all this time when people have shared this information, all I've ever been looking at it is, but what's the solution? What's the solution? What's the solution? Like people are giving out this information, they're showing statistics, but what's the solution? And the solution is just simply love. The solution is human connection, unity, coming together. Not division, not putting people in boxes. It doesn't matter what colour you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what political party you support. 
It doesn't matter. All of that has been created to stop people from being unified. And we all come from the same place. And we all go back to the same place. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I hope that this has helped somebody. And uh, I really look forward to sharing a podcast I recorded um, with my friend Vernon yesterday. Uh, where we're actually kind of helping people. Um, yeah, you know, give some people some tools um, to, you know, navigate through these really uncertain times. But please just know that you are loved, you are enough. And it's so important right now to, to not be in fear. And to start reclaiming control of your mind and your body and your sovereign being. And I love you all very much. And I'll speak to you all soon.